Welcome to the Biz Coach Show. In every episode, we share information and advice for small business owners, small business leaders, startups, and entrepreneurs preparing to launch their business. Our mission is to give entrepreneurs the edge they need to succeed. If you're in need of business coaching, head over to mybizcoaches.co and book your free coaching consultation today. The Biz Coach Show is presented by Eric Whitmoyer, the owner of My Biz Coaches, a business coach, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, as well as David Macon, a certified professional in talent development, growth expert, writer, and small business strategist. Well, Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent, David, and yourself? I'm doing really good. Yeah, a little under the weather, so hopefully we can get through this without me coughing too much. But uh, yeah, right. otherwise, doing great, man. Good to be with you. <laughs> Keep those cough drops in your mind. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but hey, thanks for joining us, uh, whether you're watching or listening. And if you haven't been catching up in the last couple of episodes, we are working through a series of eight topics, uh, which are inspired by a newsletter that Eric puts out every week. So there's actually two of them, The Entrepreneur's Edge and The Biz Coach Notes. So if you don't already subscribe to those, definitely check them out. A lot of good, helpful information. And the topics are on eight trends to be aware of in 2024. So today we're actually talking about e-commerce. And Eric, I'm kind of curious why you chose e-commerce as something for people to kind of watch out for or be tuned into heading into the new year. Yeah, well, I mean, you and I have our background in retail. We definitely saw the transition you know, anybody who's who's been paying attention over the last 10 years, if you paid attention to any news, I'm going to say it was, it was I think it was like four or five years ago was the first year that e-commerce sales exceeded retail sales in, in, the, in the fourth quarter in the holiday season, or the holiday season, I should say specifically. And that was, that was pretty significant, right? I mean, it was, you know, obviously led by Amazon and now Walmart's become a big component of that as well. But so there's no, there's no hidden, you know, every, everybody knows that everything's going online, right? I mean, I, I have, I actually should have done the research. I'd, I'd love to know how many prime subscriptions Amazon has, right? <laughs> how many billions of, of millions of it. Right. But anyway, my point was uh, the landscape continues to change dramatically. I mean, if, if 2008, the, the debacle that we had in 2008, the, the economic challenges, right? The reshuffling that we went through from, eight, and then we'll say, we'll draw the line and say at eight and say nine, 10, 11, 12, that four year span of time, maybe 13 things dramatically got, you know, companies got more effective at being lean. There was a lot of transition from an employment perspective. People were like, you know, we can get, um, we can drive sales to our online platform. We don't need retail stores. So you started seeing a lot of that. So a lot of retailers go away. And what's happening now is that everybody's becoming Everybody wants to do their transactions online. I'm not going to say nobody wants to go into a store because there's still that shopping experience depending on the products, but the vast majority of client solutions, they want to be able to resolve online with reduced human interaction, some cases, reduced drag. You know, I want to be able to get it and order it and have it the next day. You know, there's a lot of factors there. They're willing to not walk out of the store today with it if they can have it tomorrow, assuming they don't have to leave their house, right? I mean, it's, and, and COVID certainly brought this on and exacerbated this. And I think that now that the COVID phenomena has played itself out, a lot of companies have had to adjust and, and accordingly have had to make the changes in their business and, and now become more of an e-tailer, you know, certainly embracing the e-commerce component and to really kind of bring it full circle. It's not just retail now. It's not just 
consumable goods. It is your services. People want to be able to buy what they want to buy online, and they don't want to have to go through the different hurdles. No, no, I say nobody. The vast majority of people do not want to have to make a phone call. You know, I've got a client that when I started working with them, they didn't have a presence online. Their sales were struggling. And their process was go on my calendar or go on my calendar, sorry, go on my, my website, look at my product mix, and then call me. And they couldn't figure out why that wasn't converting. And I'm like, well, that's probably because if I'm online and I'm looking on your website and I'm seeing the products. Yeah. Why can't I just buy it or book it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to click on it and buy it, right? I don't want to have to, you know, and, and uh, you know, they don't offer the service solution. So they have to coordinate that with somebody. But, you know, there's a lot of people and, and we're not talking. This is a B2B company. This isn't a, a retailer, right? This is a this is a B2B company. But the same thing is, you know, we, we went through this conversation. I said, who are the people that are working in the purchasing departments of these companies that would be buying these products today? Right. You're trying to sell in hundreds of units or whatever, thousands of units. Who are the people that are working as a purchaser? That's an entry level role or a secondary role. Right. These are 20 and 30 year old younger people, the millennials. Right. right? They're, they're, they're Gen Z's even in some cases. The reality is, how do they do all their purchasing? They don't pick up the phone and call somebody. If anything, at best, maybe you get them to send a text message. They don't even want to use email in many cases. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the idea that I can just go to the website, pick what I want, put it in my cart, pit, set, hit purchase and, you know, complete my transaction. That's what everybody wants. And I don't care if you're a landscaper. I want to be able to see what I want to see and get what I want to get and get it in, in it, you know, easily, quickly. You know, there's a lot of sites out there today that don't have good pictures, that don't have good client experience type pictures where you can see before and afters or whatever the case may be so that people can make a good educated decision on purchase. So they go to the next website. Yeah. So I think that that's, you know, that, that, that is, and has come to a point now where it's, I don't, there aren't too many, I mean, we're, we're making substantial enhancements to our website because we recognize that this is what people want. Yeah. Well, as you were, as you were talking about that, Eric, I think, you know, I was, I was coming from the perspective of, you know, a retailer or maybe somebody that has a showroom space or, you know, something like that. But as you're kind of walking through that, it sounds like you're saying that regardless of what business you operate or what industry you're in, there, there's some form of e-commerce or online experience you need to be thinking about. So if somebody's, you know, maybe listening to this or watching this and they think, oh, that's not really for me, that doesn't really fit my business type, what, what would you say to that? It's every business type. Yeah, it's yeah. not even, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I'd be, the more that we dig into this, the more that we engage. I mean, in, in, in my article, I talked extensively about, you know, having a digital strategy. I mean, as a matter of fact, I was working with a couple of different marketing groups as we vet marketing clients or marketing companies to introduce to our clients. You know, I literally had one challenge me and say, look, you know, having ha having social media presence, which is a whole other conversation, which we'll touch on, but having a social media presence is not have sorry not having a social media presence is like not having a website in 2005 I right? totally agree. yeah yeah and 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 so and it's, and now it's not even having a social media presence if i'm on social media and i see something that piques my interest i need to be able to click from that social media you know picture video gif whatever you got whatever you're putting out there i need to be able to click on that and take me right to where i can buy something 
Right. Yep. Right. So your calls to action, your engagement services, you know, whatever it is, if schedule my appointment, whatever, whatever it is that that you're trying to convey with your social media, you need to be tied directly to that and be able to create a sales opportunity off of that. Not that you're selling in every engagement, so don't misunderstand. I'm just saying you need to be able to. Yeah. Client needs to be able to look at that, see what they want, they see, be enticed, and be like, okay, click. I want to go there. And, and yep. that even includes, you know, what we were seeing 60, 70% uh, in many cases, uh, people are engaging on our websites through the phone. Yeah. Right. So even, even having your phone be a, your phone number, be a hyperlink on your site or on your landing page or whatever it is so that somebody can just click on that and make the phone call. So if they are willing to make a phone call, it's got to be so simple that I literally just click the hyperlink. So that it immediately makes the phone call through my app. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I'm seeing now, you, you've probably seen this too, is you'll, you'll Google a business and now there's a chat with us option that that'll pop up. So if you're a business, that's a super easy integration, you know, claim your business profile, which hopefully you've done, if not do that. And then there's, you know, you can set up that chat feature and now you can have people, you know, I don't want to call like that's a lot of work or, you know, maybe you don't have a full website set up at least enable that while you figure out the other, you know, e-commerce or web portion of your, of your business. And it's a really easy way for people to connect that, you know, might otherwise not, you know, want to make that phone call. Yeah. And I'll, so you, you know, you said, I don't think it's for me. I'm thinking, let's go, let's go uh, blue color trades. Yeah. HVAC plumber, you know, any, any of those, any of those types of solutions, if they're busy with a client, they're typically not answering the phone. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we talked about speed of service, right? Yeah. And if I can't answer the phone, what's the client do? If they're going through some list of numbers to call, or if they're, they're going through the website, I'm sorry, Google or whatever, and they're finding who they want to engage for a service. And as they go through it and they're like, "Mm, he didn't answer, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to the next one on the list. And as soon as somebody responds, now I'm going to engage. But if I go to your website and I can schedule an appointment to make a call so that I know you're going to call me back, that that'll, that'll suffice for that time frame as long as it's within a reasonable amount of time, which quite honestly is no more than four hours and realistically closer to one hour or two. Yeah. Right. Cause I want that immediate engagement. So it's, you know, that speed of service, the only way you can really do that is through the technology and leveraging the different automations that you can create. So whether it's a text back, you know, or, or, you know, even a callback solution or something like that, schedule an appointment, all these service-based solutions where these people can't always answer the phone right away. This is why they have to be, they have to have an e-commerce platform. And quite honestly, if I know I need service, I should just be able to go to your website and schedule when I'd like to have my, my estimate. Right. Somebody's going to, you know, you yeah. should have your calendar set up so you know when you do estimates or who does estimates or whatever, and I can go and do that all electronically. There shouldn't yeah. have to require any human interaction, which, by the way, if you're struggling finding people, what a, what a great way to offset that by automating yeah. a lot of these solutions that you typically have somebody answering the phone to do anyway. Yeah. Well, and the reality is setting something like that, I mean, you've done it takes an hour, maybe, you know, and then, oh, yeah. then you've got it set up for your business for perpetuity, right, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. It doesn't take long. Yep. Well, you, you mentioned something else, which was social. And it's funny. I was, I was watching a, a reel the other day and do you remember the, the red cups that like every restaurant had or like, you know, indestructible red soda cups that you'd see in the eighties and nineties, just ubiquitous. In the banquet restaurants that you used to work yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was, it was, the, it was the company 
that makes those red cups talking about, you know, why they lasted and the plastic. And I got to think of like, man, if, if a cup plastic manufacturing company has a viral social video, then everybody should be doing social. Right? Wow, that's, that's a like great. The last thing that I would think of is plastics manufacturing having a viral reel, uh, but people are remixing it and, and it's it's popping up everywhere. And I'm thinking, man, it's just a little bit of creativity, a little bit of time, and now you're promoting your product in a whole week, a whole new way to a whole new generation. So I thought it was really interesting. So as we're kind of talking about this, that came to mind as, you know, it's important to get social. It's important to have a social presence. But even beyond that, you know, some of the things that, that I know you know really well, which are landing pages and funnels. So maybe talk to us a bit about how that plays into this e-commerce strategy. Yeah. And that's, that's actually a piece that I think a lot of people don't, you know, it's like, oh, I've got a website. I'm like, a website's like that. That's okay. So that if um, you know, if, if the website was 2005, a landing page is 2010, 12, maybe right. something. And then the funnel is the extension from that. I mean, whenever Russell Brunson came out with ClickFunnels, right? Yeah. The and I think that's been at least about 10 years or so. But you know, the the, the advantage of a landing page, your own standing landing page. So so here's the problem that people don't understand, and it's I I have to say it's people that are close to my age and older generally, they just don't grasp this always. They like, well, we send people to the website. Well, the problem with sending somebody to the website is they get to the website and there's too many things to do. So you have no way to track whether or not your advertising is actually working other than to see that you got hits on the website, right? But if they can click on 12 different things on the website, you got four tabs or five tabs across the top, you got a couple, you know, sign up for your newsletter, sign up for this, sign up for that, sign up for that, you know, whatever, whatever different options that you have, including going to the bottom of the page and going to your, you know, click on your Google link to find out where, you know, where your address is or whatever. Well, if you got a dozen different things to do, you have no idea whether or not the marketing that you're paying for to drive people to your website, or if it's even social media, you know, how, how are people coming off of your TikTok or your Instagram or LinkedIn and landing on your website and that you don't, you're not converting anything. You have no way to measure that and determine whether or not you're getting the results you want. Right. So the only way you can do that is to funnel them to a single, and I say funnel, I don't mean a sales funnel, but you want to channel them into a single landing page where you really only have one option, which is either buy or not buy, you know, at least go from this page to the next page, which, you know, it's a capture page where you can get information or whatever the case may be. And this is where we talk about, you know, using, uh, you know, the f- free solutions, we call them. Uh, a lead magnet. Yes, thank you, a lead magnet. <laughs> but that, you know, what is it going to get that engages me to get me more information? So, you know, if you were one of those tradespeople we were talking about, it could be, you know, why turf is such a great solution for your backyard or why, you know, it, you know it's like if you're a pest control company, you know, it's like why, why it's so important to, to manage your, your pest issues or whatever. Point being is that you want to use something that's going to drive people in to capture their attention, keep them in that focus, and then literally lead them to a, a point, a decision, purchase point decision. Yeah. And the only way you can really do that is through a designated landing page. Because if you send them to the website, you'll lose them on the site. They'll get distracted by all the different options, and and you won't know if your marketing's working. In addition to that, when you have them go to a landing page with a specific focus, and they see something and they're interested in they decide they want that, then you can create a sales funnel that progresses them through a series of decisions you might make. So for instance, you're selling for uh, makeup, right? And you know you, you go there to buy the lipstick, and then you see the rouge and you see the, the blush and you see the eyeliner and, the, and, and oh, you know, for just $15 more, add this today. 
for just ten dollars more. Add this today, and all of a sudden, you take your average transaction from, you know, the the eight dollar lipstick to you know the it's a it's a forty dollar transaction now, yeah. and and so you you increase the transaction amount, you you build a stickiness with your client base. Anyway, the the point is is that that funnels that sales funnel now creates an opportunity for you. So again, going back to the trade services or even professional services. They could schedule an appointment to, to talk to you about, let's say you're a law firm and you do estate planning. Well, you schedule a call to do estate planning. So when they schedule the call, you're capturing name, phone number, email address, right? Right. Yeah. So that Now you've got a legitimate lead. It's not a sale, but it's a legitimate lead that was generated without human interaction. Now you could have a series of questions in that process. Then the funnel could be, you know, how, how many, how many homes do you own? Do you own a business? You know, and what you're doing is you're actually determining now, predetermining what that will look like. And you can give them a projected, you know, may or may not make sense, but you could give them an idea of what that might cost so they can actually make a better educated decision. Yeah. Right. Um, time, right. You didn't well, even have to interact with Right. Now you get the information immediately. Yeah. And you can assess the value of that lead, right. And prioritize it too. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And if you're using any kind of CRM, you can now associate a dollar value with that. So you know how important that lead is. Plus, you can have it at the very end. Is this something you're looking to do in the next couple of weeks? Is this something you need to do today? Or is this something you're thinking about doing next year? And and literally, the people will answer it and it'll help you determine whether or not that's a hot lead or if the you know warmer lead that we'll follow up with next week. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, yeah, a lot of great stuff here. Anything else that, that you would call attention to as we focus on e-commerce heading into 2024? Yeah. So, you know, just to find, kind of go back to the social piece, the one, the one thing that I, I mentioned is that you, from the social platform, whatever platform you're using or using, whichever ones you're using, you know, there's, there's things like uh, a link tree, uh, which is like a mini microsite or buffer is one that we use. And, and allow, it allows you to have different calls to action, uh, but it, it allows you to take somebody from, so if, you're, if your focus is to drive to a transaction, that's one thing. But if you have more of a, an approach to increase your subscribership, you have an approach to increase your, your engagement on a newsletter or whatever, so, you know, sign up for that. You can, you can drive people to that and actually have those call to actions in that, uh, in that function. So it's a, it's a micro site or you know, a mini landing page that you can kind of create with social media. Um, and they even have stores now. That was the, you know, that's actually, they have actual stores that are created as microsites that you can use just for social media. You don't even have to have a website anymore. Not a traditional website. You can literally have your store housed and use this, this, this social media platform as it just takes them right to the store to buy the products that you're promoting. Yeah. Which is super easy setup, right? I mean, again, you're talking calendar, link tree, you know, cart in, in less than half a day, right? And now yeah. you've got a little mini e-com suite set up ready to roll, which is pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah, a couple other things that, you know, you've got a global reach now. I mean, you know, it's funny as we, we've been engaging in the last year, we've been engaged with a number of people in, in Europe, Asia, the, the, the Middle East, and people are reaching out. As a matter of fact, uh, even this morning, I literally got an offer to present on, on a, a webinar to a group in, in Africa. They're, you know, that, that's actually a new hotbed that rivals India and, uh, and the Philippines for, for capitalism, capitalism, you know, they're trying to you know, play a role and they have low cost labor. 
So there's a lot of solutions for virtual assistance out of, of out of Africa, and there's different com- countries there where it makes a lot of sense. But the the they're reaching out to people like myself, saying, "Hey, we'd love you to present. We've seen your talks about being an entrepreneur and things like that. We're an- interested in having you engage with us." So, you know, could we have a product solution or an offer for those individuals that are from those right. other countries, right? So, yeah. what, having the ability to do that. That's, you know, it's, you can only do that with e-commerce, right? I can, and I, and I can do it. I think the other part of it is I can do it without having to use a whole invoice, invoicing solution, adding extra steps to that sales process. I can dramatically reduce the sales process if the marketing is, is leading people to that path and they're coming to me saying, yeah, I'm ready to do this. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah so we, but I would, I'm just going through, there's customer expectations, data-driven decisions. I, I, I kind of glossed over that, but that's a big piece of this by digitizing these engagement um, and automating through, through, through the different platforms. You're now having your clients by, by them purchasing through the systems, you now have data, right? You can go back and you can look and say, okay, well, we had, you know, 300 people that, that clicked on a link on a social media post that we did. And of the 300 people that clicked on it, you know, you know, uh, that, that went to a landing page, I know 50 of them engaged with us. So what's, you know, it's what 16, 16.7% of those people actually went to the next step, went so far as to go here, actually look at, and then of that 50% of those people purchased. It's powerful so data. we had 25 sales off of that post, right? Yeah. So now I have legitimate data that I can look at and say, well, you know, if I got 300 on that social media what if I did something where I, I boosted it, right? I don't know, I'm a big fan of boost necessarily, but if I did something that drove more traffic to that same landing page, what would that look like? Right. Right. And and would that give me even better results just volume wise, right? Because I now I have some mem- numbers and metrics to work off of. So now, now I'm making better data driven decisions when I'm driving it through e-commerce. If I'm not, you know, who's going to remember, uh, hey, did you do David, you know, you remember this, right? How did you hear about us? Yeah. Oh, you, you saw the ad in the, the local intelligencer in a journal yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, oh, okay. Is that, that's where you saw it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. No, no. Maybe it was the other newspaper. You know, it's like, yeah. But with data driven decisions, you get the data. You can actually, you right. know, data driven transaction. Sorry. You can actually take that data and actually make better decisions about where you want to advertise, where your clients are. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of different things that come from that. So by doing that, you know, that, that's another big piece. A lot of going back to your point about whether or not this is for me, take those trade service people. They, they advertise in magazines all the time. Yeah. You know, in Arizona, it's crazy. So you got the home magazine, you got this magazine, you got that magazine, all these different solutions where they, you know, they redo the, the surface around your pool. They, they put in waterfalls, they, they put turf in, put pavers in, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, right. We do a lot of that stuff in our yards here in Arizona. And they're paying for this magazine. They don't know how many actual leads are coming from the magazine. Right. Right. But if you had a specific landing page that people went to by scanning a QR code in the magazine, yep. going directly to a landing page, I would know what I would not know. I wouldn't just know that it came from the magazine. I would know what issue it came from. Right. Yeah. Right. I would know which month was the best month. Right. You know, as far as which, which getting me the most results. Um, which is relevant in a, in a place like Arizona, where we have so many snowbirds, people that come here from other states and live here half the year. 
right? So I would know, okay, I want to be in these issues because these are the issues that I get the best results from. Right. Yeah. So again, data driven decisions. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. It, it, the the last thing I'd say there, and I think this is really important to address, is the is the idea that you have the technical technological trends. Things are continuing to change. If you don't get on board with an e-commerce platform, when you do, you're going to have that much more work to do. The longer you wait, the more things you're going to have to incorporate. And it, it, it sounds like, to your point, it's actually pretty easy to set a few of these things up the first time. And, and, and all the different things we're talking about won't relate to every business, but every business should have an e-commerce platform where they can actually do transactions electronically. The key is to recognize that if you do it now, when the new advancements in technology come out, you can adapt to it, right? right? You, can, you can adjust to it. And it's not a huge change in your business model. Now it's just a tweak to the business model. Yeah. The longer you wait, the harder it's going to be to make that transition. And that's what we find with a lot of companies that have been around 10, 15 years that haven't really been using an e-commerce platform. That's why they struggle with how does this even make sense for me? Right. Because they, they got along with it without it. So for so long that why would they need it now? You know? Yeah. No, makes a lot of sense. Well, good, good tips and advice. And again, this is, this is just one of many things to watch for in 2024. So if you are looking for, I think you got, I think we said three more articles coming out right on this one. We've three more, covered right. five, three more to go. Um, next, week sure is, to... next week oh. is cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. There you go. Okay. So make sure you guys subscribe to that one. You can just scan the QR code and sign up for the newsletter on LinkedIn. Before we go, Eric, anything new at MyBiz Coaches that you want to talk about? I think we've got an event coming up. So I don't know if you want to share a bit about that. Yes, sir. So we have a, a multi-hour workshop that we're offering for free to all of our followers, subscribers, existing clients, whatever the case may be, somebody who wants to be considered being a client. We're offering it. It's going to be a little, probably over two hours. I want to put a timeline on it, but it's going to be a pretty significant give, but it is all about preparing your business for 2024 strategically and specifically leveraging the eight components of the newsletter uh, chain that I've been writing over the last eight weeks. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's literally taking these things and applying them to your business and saying, okay, here's two or three things that you can do to implement these into your business strategy for 2024. So it's a, it's a working, it's a uh, active workshop. You'll be actually doing some tactical things, preparing for your business, uh, you know, putting your business strategy together, consider it uh, goal setting for your business, basically. Right. Awesome. And then coming out of it with a plan on not only how to execute it, but more specifically, how to hold yourself, challenge yourself to stay accountable and make sure that you're getting the efficiency of the efforts of getting that implemented and, and getting the results from it. Even helping you prioritize what are the ones that will probably make the most sense for you. Like you're not going to be able to do eight new things next year, but right. if you can do one or two, they're going to give you a significant impact. Those are the ones we want to focus on at least first, right? And then once you get those dialed in, we can look at some of the other options, but uh, we'll walk you through that entire process. That's going to be on um, Friday, December 8th. It'll be 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Mountain. Uh, which would then be 1 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we're excited to, to launch that and put that out there. Got, it's got some great things to offer the clients and some awesome giveaways that we'll be doing as well. Cool. Awesome. Love it. Well, and if you can't wait for uh, December 8th, 
you can head over to mybizcoaches.co and you can book a no cost free consultation with Eric or one of his coaches. They'd love to talk to you about these eight things and how it applies to your business. And Eric, you did mention goal setting. So we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your book, Success with Goals. You can get your copy today, both available in ebook and print. I've got a couple copies myself and uh, now's the time to start thinking about your goals for 2024. So yeah. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. As always, Eric, great to hang out with you and chat about all things business and hope you have a great day. Awesome. Thanks, David. All right. See you on the next episode.